On this episode of Mistake by the Take, Jake is all alone. Dylan is on his 21st birthday trip in Las Vegas, so Jake will give you all the Guardians news by himself. Talking Tristan McKenzie's injury and it allowing for the call-up of Gavin Williams as well as Mike Zanino being DFA'd and allowing for the call-up of Bo Naylor. All that and a special guest calling in at the end of the show to play this or that, a special edition, idiot or honest mistake. And it's all coming up right here on Mistake by the Take. Episode 14 of Mistake by the Take. I'm Jake Volnick, and this is usually where I would say joined alongside Dylan Feltovich. Only one problem. Dylan Feltovich not with us here in studio today. It's just me. I'm all alone on this one. Dylan uh, enjoying his birthday, turned 21 on Sunday, so a massive uh, happy birthday to him. Again, enjoying that one out in Nevada and you know, I'm sure taking his reps in on the uh, the slot machines and blackjack tables, as well as a little bit of sports gambling. In fact, I know a little bit of sports gambling because he asked me yesterday for a two leg parlay, and he wanted MLB money lines. And talk about just an absolute snipe job coming out of me. I hit the uh, the Diamondbacks and the Tigers, and those are on Monday. So six to four Tigers win over the Royals, and a nine to one win for the Diamondbacks over the Brewers. And, you know, I toss a little money on it myself, of course, so we both walk away with a uh, little bit of extra cash there and hopefully, you know, pushing him back towards the positives of the year. But, yeah, happy birthday, Dylan. I wished him an early one, this one a belated one. And uh, maybe a little sneak peek, him coming in a little bit later with a little bit of uh, time of his own, taking away time from his vacation. Uh, you'll just have to wait and see on that one, though. Yep, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all that happened here. I mean, Dylan has been on the road, moving around, we've been texting, but it's been a pretty pretty calm weekend for me. I didn't get to do a whole lot, just a little bit of sports gambling as always, and, you know, my Reds stay hot, you know, we got the money on them, so I think I got another free bet down on them since the last time we did this, so I think I'm all the way up to like seven or $750 if they... They take the uh, the NL Central and the guards take the AL Central. And guards is what we'll be talking about today, but before we get all the way into that, we're going to jump right in to a little bit of uh, hot off the press. All right, let's get right into it. Starting with golf, I know, not the traditional start, but Wyndham Clark wins the U.S. Open. I mean, the Open always just... Something magnificent to watch, but this year, I don't know. Maybe not so much. The story of the tournament was pretty much that playing conditions were awful. There wasn't much of a crowd. Even the crowd that was there just didn't have the major feel. They were isolated from the holes. I was obviously not there. It's in Los Angeles, so I'm watching on TV. I'm on USA Network where it's being televised, and there's static all across the mics. Ah. I got nothing. There's an instance of a ball going straight into a hole and then popping right back out. So the grounds crew is being criticized. People are walking across the fairway on 18 when Clark had to put in like a 17-inch putt to win it. It was just an absolute mess. But shout out to Wyndham Clark. He's just the fourth golfer ever to win a tournament with the event the same week of making his first cut. So shout out to him. He looks stone cold the whole time. I got to watch a pretty decent amount of it. Moving on from that, though, John Morant keeping his name in the news because he's officially been handed down a suspension of 25 games. It was coming following an incident a second time with Morant on social media as an Instagram Live flashing a firearm, and he's basically going on to claim it was a toy gun. I think the new thing is that it was a lighter shaped like a gun. I I got nothing. There is no way that's true. Morant's just an absolute mess, so... He catches a 25-game suspension from Adam Silver, and it's probably not enough. It probably should have been longer. He's just 
absolutely reckless right, right now. And uh, it keeps saying it, but Ja made it straight out of the suburbs. So this behavior essentially makes zero sense overall. Uh, keeping it with the NBA, though, we'll hop right into Bradley Beal. Traded. Now to the Phoenix Suns. Washington, go ahead and get back Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, multiple second-round picks and pick swaps. I mean, they got a haul for this, and the news is basically that they're going to be looking to move on from Chris Paul and look to move him in another trade. So they could be looking at even more capital back. I know, and we'll probably get into this a little bit next episode, might be talking some NBA draft, but... The Wizards, somehow even not being good right now, are kind of looking to blow it up. And there's possible scenarios with trade talks for Kyle Kuzma or Chris Stapps Porzingis. We'll have to wait and see. The final piece of news we have here for Hot Off the Press. West Virginia head basketball coach Bob Huggins, an absolute legendary coach, resigns from his position after testing positive and being charged with a DUI in Pittsburgh. He was caught with a BAC of a .21, which for anybody that doesn't know, .08 is the legal limit, so nearly three times that. Uh, And the claims are basically that when he was pulled over, he was driving for multiple hours and when stopped and asked where he was, he said, Columbus? No, no, you're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's quite the far way away, so you can imagine the man probably pretty heavily intoxicated if you couldn't tell by the BAC and this is all coming just a couple months after the man was charged or not charged I shouldn't say charged that's just completely wrong but it came after he was on the radio live on the radio using homophobic slurs which he was already like fined a million dollars he had his pay cut this man just wanted to be out of a job. I, it, it just looked like he was putting himself under. And Bob Huggins, there are easier ways to go out, my man. All you have to do is just give it up. But that wraps up hot off the press, and we got to get this fire out. So, uh, hey, Lisa, help me out here. Great. Now we'll never get the game back. We definitely will have the game back. It'll be back on Friday's episode, despite the negativity of our little friend. But let's go. It's time to talk some guards. Getting straight on into it. Biggest news dropping just today. Recording this on Tuesday, and uh, Gavin Williams has officially been called up to the major leagues, and he'll be starting the day this episode drops on Wednesday against the Oakland Athletics. Wow, was this news I was not expecting. But it's also coming at a price. We'll we'll get into the price first before we talk about the hype surrounding Gavin Williams. The price is the fact that, and we don't have official news on the official ruling, but it's unlikely the guards would come up and give a short stint to a guy like Gavin Williams. If you're just going to use him for a start, two starts, even three, you'd probably call up a different guy. Williams, the guy who you're going to want to keep around once he gets here, which probably tells you that Tristan McKenzie, who was scratched from his last start with an elbow sprain, it's probably pretty serious here. We're we're probably looking at at least shut down for the rest of the year. My opinion is that he's going to need Tommy John surgery. Obviously, I'm no medical professional, but it just seems the way that it's trending and We should have news more likely than not today recording this again on Tuesday. And if not, surely, surely by the time this drops on Wednesday, we should know what the official ruling is. McKenzie met with doctors on Monday to discuss the severity of the injury. And normally that news kind of leaks the day or two days after. So, but, you know, it's time for Gavin Williams. That's that's what we need to be excited about here. It does come at the price of an ace like McKenzie, but you know you gotta you gotta look at the positives sometimes because nothing's changing in that department with McKenzie. I mean, what's done is done. Unfortunately, the guy he can't stay healthy. Uh, I heard somebody the other day refer to him as a Twizzler. 
That's probably a little bit generous. He's built like a red vine. But, you know, hey, I'm the only one in here. Why not give myself a little, uh... Yeah, why not? I deserve it. I deserve it. I'm trying to do this all on my own. But Gavin Williams on the year, I mean, absolutely shredding it. Like, There's no question that this guy should be called up. He's the 16th prospect in all of baseball right now. Like, he's humming the ball at over 100 miles an hour. His breaking stuff is absolutely disgusting. There's no way around it. In AA, he made three starts this year before he got the nod up. I mean, he had literally given up one run in 14 and a third innings. So, clearly, AA wasn't the right kind of competition. And in AAA, across nine starts, he's 3-2, and two, a 2.93 ERA, and he struck out 61 guys in 46 innings. Hello? What is going on? It is incredible that our pitching staff is so deep that this guy doesn't have to be called up. And now he does because of injuries. But the fact that he just got to dominate down there in AAA for even that long, I mean, it's only nine starts, but he was shredding. But now we get to see him in the majors again, going up against the Athletics on Wednesday. Uh, Gavin Williams, a guy that I personally kind of got to sit down with and have a conversation with uh, while I was working with Lake County Captains. Williams started a season there. Uh my boss at the time, John Vacari, who absolutely has to find his way onto this podcast at some point, and maybe, you know, sooner than later on that note. But I, we got to do an in-person interview. It was for video. Williams came up to the booth, got to talk to him a little bit. Really nice guy, has some good laughs, and uh, it's good. It's good. This is now the second guy I've been able to be on a broadcast for, get called up to the majors, so... You know, I don't I don't claim guys. I said this last episode, but you know, Bybee's, you know, he's kind of my guy. That that was the guy that I rooted for and Gavin Williams, you know, if you're going to make me pick one, I'll I'll stick with Bybee. I I don't know, you know, both of those guys probably ace potential and both of them are incredibly good, but I just got to spend a little bit more time around and watching Bybee as they both were called up pretty quick, but it's just the days that I was at the ballpark more often by me than Williams, but I did get to see Williams pitch, and it, it was a thing of beauty. I'll tell you, he was nothing short of spectacular. By the time he left Lake County after nine starts there as well in 2022, a, a 1-4 ERA. Like, he, he was doing just fine. Everywhere he's gone, he has not exceeded a 3 ERA. 2-9-3, triple-A this year is highest. He's got a career of 2-1. But yeah, that, again, that comes at the price of McKenzie. And now the big question floating around, is it time to stop the Bieber trade talks? You're going to lose McKenzie for more than likely the whole year now. So you're out McKenzie, and, you know, if you trade Bieber, that's it. Your top guy. You know, if you're not going with a rookie here, if you're going to keep those guys out of your quote-unquote aces, it, it's Cal Quantrill. Is Cal Quantrill a one? I don't think so. I don't think Cal's even a two. Heck, Cal right now, the way he's pitching this year, might not even be a three. But with that being said, I I don't see how you look to keep Bieber around. It wouldn't be my first time saying that I don't think this team is going to win a World Series. It's just not going to happen. Not this year. It is not going to happen this year. If you think it's going to happen, I believe you are incredibly delusional. Have there been teams that do it before? Yeah, I mean, the 2006 Cardinals, I think it was 83 wins. They go on and win it. Like, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's baseball. Anything can happen. But just not this team. Not not the way they are this year. Not the way this bullpen has looked. The rotational injuries, the bats have been inconsistent at best if you're talking on the scale of the whole year. But I don't know. I, I don't think you can just hang around on the Bieber. You know, if you don't trade him now, you either trade him for a bag of chips after the year. Yeah, you're probably going to get almost nothing back because he's just going to have that year on his contract. Or you just let him walk at the end. Like, you could try to pay him. I don't think Bieber's sticking around. The writing's kind of on the wall with this one. He's going to want to leave. 
He does not want to be in Cleveland, and you know, you can't blame him. He's a Cali kid. You'll probably end up somewhere on the West Coast, if I had to guess. He's probably going to be a Dodger if you go at him walk. And even then, you know, after the year and a half, he still might be a Dodger. But I, I think you got to trade him. And you'll call me biased because it's the team that I'm looking at the most, and I'd love to see them both benefit. The Cincinnati Reds. I've been talking about it with, you know, some of my friends. Ben Sanchez in particular, shout out. But I've been I've been talking about it. This team's got a plethora of bats. The guards got a plethora of pitchers. A little swaps a doozy. And you got yourself a big upgrade for both teams. I mean, uh, it's a mass of rookies for Cincinnati. I don't know if you could get any of them, but you could certainly get a guy like Nick Senzel. He's got to be on the block. There's an odd man out somewhere on that team. They have like 13 starting caliber players on their roster right now that they're really high on. I don't know. I feel like you can get one of those guys. And I feel like it's a big upgrade for a bat in this lineup who, you know, they've looked a little bit better as of late, but still, I'm not convinced. And if you're going to go with a Bieber trade, again, package him head. Let me see it. But again, it's Gavin Williams coming up. News on McKenzie does not look good in... I'm going to go ahead and say you still look at the Bieber trade talks, but I'm definitely not alone. But I'm definitely not the only option either. I hear a lot of things about people saying put on the brakes. They think if you trade Bieber, that's it. It's gone. It's out the window. You're waving the white flag and you're calling it a season. I personally don't think that's the case. I think you're going to get a really, really good season out of Gavin Williams right here. And sure, you're not going to have the playoff experience on this team, especially on the pitching staff without McKenzie and Bieber. I don't think it matters. And we are in a new era of pitching in Cleveland. Gavin Williams, Tanner Bybee, Logan T. Allen, it is the new wave. These guys are all lighting it up. Have they had their rough starts? They have. They have. Logan T. Allen, Bybee, you look at the game against the Padres for Bybee, not a good one. He's had a couple of rough starts now. Again, that's another thing we talked about last episode. It was kind of, he had that gap start that was really good against Boston, but it was sandwiched by two not really good ones. His control hasn't been there early. But in the long term, the young guys are going to struggle. They're going to struggle throughout the beginning of their MLB careers. you are got to let them figure it out. And given the results that you're getting out of these guys most nights, they're keeping you in it. They are absolutely keeping you in the fray, especially in an AL Central that this week. Which is another reason I don't think you're throwing in the white towel. The white flag is not up. This division is so weak that you could be 15 games under 500 right now. And in theory, you're probably still not out of it. It would be a long stretch, but you're not out. And that's not the case for the guards, you know, just a few games under and... They got, they got plenty of a chance to make it up and go kind of do their thing. Hey, enjoying this edition of Mistake by the Take? Never miss an episode by hitting the follow button on the podcast and by dropping a follow on all of our socials. That's at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTT Pod on Twitter. Again, at Mistake by the Take on Instagram and at MBTT Pod on Twitter. Thanks a lot. And now back to the show. That's, that's not the only news coming out of the MLB, though, and the guards in particular. Mike Zanino has officially, officially been DFA'd by the club, and Bo Naylor is officially a Cleveland Guardian. He is on the roster, and he made his debut Sunday catching for Bybee. Bybee, by the way, great start. You know, not the most consistent, but he only gives up three runs. He gets to go through five innings, six Ks, walked his fair share, but he gets out of it. Bad news if you're a Bo Naylor fan. It's okay, guys. You can count me in on that. 
it's bad news for me too. He went 0 for 4. He struck out to a position player as well in his fourth at bat. A 66 mile an hour pitch, you know, right down the pike. You hate to see it. He swings and misses, and it's the K. He also, uh, more importantly, uh, Dylan turned 21 on that Sunday of that game in a 12 to 3 win for the Guardians over the Diamondbacks. We were like, hey, you turned 21. Let's uh, let's go ahead and throw together a little parlay, huh? So we did. We did. We went guards money line. Check. Bye before plus Ks. Check. Josh Naylor to record a hit. Big check. I mean, he had three RBIs, I think. Bo Naylor to record a hit. He was the only guardian. The only guardian to not record a hit. I can't get more unlucky than that. It was absolutely brutal. I think it was like plus 400, and, you know, that's as bad as it gets. Bad beat. We were just sitting there stressing it the whole time, and I just could not get it done. Head in hands when I heard the 66-mile-per-hour strike. I was just like, wow. That's just not going to cut it. Not going to cut it, Bo. But, again, it's a long season. I I think Bo ends up probably over the 250 mark on the season when you look at it as a whole. When we're looking back, you know, in September, saying, you know, how well did this guy do his first year? He clobbers the ball, man. Absolutely clobbers it in AAA. There's probably some jitters. He probably has to, uh, you know, get acclimated. He had a day to do so, but it's not a ton. And not to mention, the call-up for Bo makes him another brother duo in the MLB. I mean, that was the parlay. It was guards by being the Naylor brothers. And I I was under the impression, by the way, and I'm sure this will come up again at some point. I thought there were only a few times that brothers had played together on the same team in the MLB. I looked at an article. Not the case. Dude, there's like 40 of these. Like, where have I been? There's been several on, you know, Cleveland baseball teams, Indians, Spiders, Guardians, wherever you want to look. Uh, You're looking at. Roberto and Sandy Alomar, uh, Gaylord Perry and his brother, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it's Jim. They were on there. There was at least one more I can't think of off the top of my head. But, I mean, other guys, we know the Upton brothers and, like, the LaRoches. And, uh, I was just scrolling through the names. I mean, we're dating back to, like, the 1800s. I didn't even think we had full records on brothers in the game at that point. I didn't think anybody was keeping track, but retroactively or at the time, somebody was, and we have the stat. But more importantly, good radiance, Mike Zanino. Am I right? I am so happy to finally be done having to complain about Mike Zanino every time I click on on this mic. I mean, it has been the most terrifying thing for me every time I walk in here and it's just absolutely you know it's it's rough for me I I literally it weighs on me mentally to think every single time I come in here and talk Guardians I have to oh my gosh here comes another Zanino rant why because he's hitting you know 110 over the last two months he can't hit the ball out of the park and now he's gone and I shouldn't say he's officially gone he has a week to clear uh to clear his DFA, and the club will either look to trade him, which I'm sure they are, but they're not going to find a partner with like a $7 million contract. So he's most likely going to go to waivers, probably going to clear those as well. Again, four contract issues. And, yeah, does he get signed somewhere else? Maybe on like a veteran minimum. You're looking at like a million, I think 720000 720, I think that's the number we're at right now. But, yeah. Uh, let's just, I mean, I'm just going to take a second, you know, put a smile on my face and just take a deep breath. Bo Naylor is officially in the MLB, and Mike Zanino, we don't have to worry about. I mean, wow. This this is a good feeling. Take it in. Feel the the rays of sunshine at your face. Because it is a new day in Cleveland without Mike Zanino and his big gray rain cloud hanging over every time I have to see him come up in the ninth inning, in the eighth inning, and just know, here we go, end the inning. 
because this guy sucks. Don't have to worry about it anymore. Don't have to worry about it in the slightest. But if we're looking at Bo Naylor, this year in AAA, dude was hitting two fifty three. He had 13 bombs, 48 RBIs. I mean, his walk-out-to-strike numbers were nearly identical. You got 49 walks to 52 Ks. We did see his base ceiling go down a little bit, which is kind of weird at a time like this where it seems like everybody's nabbing bases. He's still 20 last year. And, I mean, granted, part of that was double A, but in 66 games, he still nabbed nine. So far this year, just two. I mean, I don't know if that was just, you know, a case of him kind of being unpredictable, or I know he's a little bit faster. I know he's, you know, not struggling to unhitch the trailer. That's not the case. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. No- nothing's officially written off yet. He'll probably he'll probably take a couple. I would have to imagine. But yeah, that, that's just that's great to see, man. Fourteen doubles, two triples. That was that was last year. This year, twelve doubles, one triple, thirteen homers again. But I mean, that's in sixty games. Two fifty three. These are numbers we haven't even been able to dream of. Forget this year. For the last like seven years, since you date back to Jan Gomes. Since you go back to a World Series run for the Guardians. And don't get me wrong, I love Roberto Perez. I loved Austin Hedges. You know, Hedges and Robo, just some of my favorite guys to watch, right? Like, master classes defensively. But I like to see the bat. I, I do, and especially with this team who just has no identity on offense. You need a guy that can swing the bat behind the plate. You cannot have a free out walking around. And although, you know, this season he's 0 for 6 now. He had a, you know, spot spot he came up in. went 0 for 2 against the Mets earlier this year. And now the 0 for 4 against the Diamondbacks. I have full confidence. He's going to be here. He's going to be just fine. We're waiting on the Zanino news. Uh, He needs to get over to waivers. I mean, if this team, for some reason keeps him around in any capacity, I will absolutely lose my mind. At this point, I'd rather see Brian Shaw than Mike Zanino. And maybe I'm, you know, talking crazy because I also hated seeing Brian Shaw. You guys are lucky this podcast started this MLB season and not last because I promise you I would have had bigger rants on Shaw than I would have Zanino. And it's been a while. Maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe I just haven't seen it in so long, but I think I'd actually rather watch Brian Shaw. I'd rather watch Brian Shaw throw an eighth inning than have to watch Mike Zanino bat in the ninth. I'm not afraid to say it at this point. I don't care. That's where I'm at. It absolutely has just become ridiculous. But, yeah, hopefully he has, you know, no capacity left here on this team and that – pretty much wraps his time up with the Guardians organization. And like I said, maybe he gets a deal somewhere else, but I don't know, man. He's looked so bad that other than maybe like one more flyer, this guy's career might be over. And sad to say, because Zanino, uh, while I think it was completely overrated and I didn't want them to sign him to start the year anyway, you know, he had a couple good years. He, He was not a bad catcher. He was good for the Rays. He was good for Seattle. But then things just, you know, get injured, kind of fall off a little bit. Just not great. Not great at all. But that uh, that pretty much, you know, gets you caught up to speed. The Guardians not having the best of weekends. It was a, a series where they dropped two out of three to the Diamondbacks. Not what you want to see. And then as well, I mean, that Thursday would have been the day we were recording, so you didn't get to hear about the game that happened that night, and it was an 8-6 to win over the Padres. And at 7-10 on Tuesday, we don't know the result of this one either, but it's a series against the Oakland Athletics currently coming up for Cleveland. And it should be a three-game sweep. There, there's no excuses for letting this team sneak in and steal any games. 
But uh, after that, they'll stay at home three games against Milwaukee, and at some point within that stretch, probably before they go back on the road, you'll be getting another Guardians episode. So that'll that'll take you all the way to next Tuesday. And if not, you know you'll you'll find us at the end of the Kansas City series. So on the road in KC, which I don't think we faced this year, which is absolutely insane that we've gone this far. Yeah, and have not played the Royals in a series because of the way it felt last year where, you know, every other series felt like it was the Twins, Royals, or Tigers. Throwing the White Sox there, why not? But yeah, first time we'll be going there now in a couple of weeks and a lot to look forward to. You got a lot of Bo Naylor to watch. You got Gavin Williams to look at and the unfortunate news, you probably don't have a whole lot of Tristan McKenzie. We'll see if you get Bieber. My hope is not. Hopefully he's gone. Hopefully there's another bat in this lineup. Maybe some prospects ready to go next year. I don't know. But it's not time to hold on. With that being said, uh, it's time to to bring in somebody to the show. He wasn't able to join me in person, but that does not keep him out. Dylan Feltovich making the call all the way from Las Vegas. This dude is chiming in on the phone. I mean, props up. He should be throwing back drinks, and instead he's going to call in and do you know a little bit of of time here on Mistake by the Take. Absolutely committed to his craft. Without further ado, we'll send you straight into the interview, or I guess being joined. I don't want to call it an interview. I mean, he's literally my co-host. He, he does as much work as I do on this podcast. feels weird, but... Either way, we'll be sending it in, now being joined by Dylan Feltovich. Let's go to it. We are now joined by a very, very special guest here on Mistake by the Take. And actually, it's a guy that everyone knows and loves right here on the podcast because... It's the birthday man himself, Dylan Feltovich, calling all the way in from Las Vegas. Dylan, how's it going? Well, it kind of sucks that uh, I've been booted down to special guests now and not co-host anymore. But, hey, you know, it's okay. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, uh, it's something else out here, to say the least. Something, something else. Yeah, I, I bet. Having yourself a good time down on the Strip, I'm sure. Yeah, this this is not real life. I keep saying that it's unreal it's unreal to say the least yeah uh you know doing anything anything fun anything that's going to get you uh canceled from the podcast um yes we won't talk about like that stuff but like yeah you know i'm uh gambling and shit and um honestly it's it's was rough going into last night but uh we're back at uh even at least um kind of hoping for well first off how about yesterday for us how about right. yesterday for us, man? That was crazy because I'm watching it with my dad and my uncle. And so basically, just to sum it up, we had my first ever in-house parlay at Vegas, which Jake helped out, and then he tailed as well. And basically what it was was uh, Tigers and who was the other one? Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, yep. And – Tigers were not looking good. It was like 4-1. I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then uh, all of a sudden, I my phone was about to die, so I didn't really look at it. I took a quick peek, and then I realized that uh, they finally took the lead, 6-4, ended up winning the game, and then the Diamondbacks smoked them. So then uh, we got the first one down. But uh, today we got uh, Yankees and Braves. So it's going to be interesting. A nice little Tuesday Yanks-Braves. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. And then I also got TCU Moneyline right now as I'm watching the game. So I had to represent my, uh, my TCU boys down there. So, yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's something else. <laughs> it's something else, dude. Now we got to ask, you are, we are 21. This is the official 21st. So yeah, last sure. question before we, are... we get to baseball. Do you have a drink in your hand right now? Uh, well, yeah. Okay, I mean, no, right was, answer. That was a given. I mean – we are currently in a cabana at poolside at the hotel. So, uh, yeah, we are. That was that was a given. No, that... you know, it, it, it's twelve, so it's the afternoon at least. But yeah, no, we're we're good. 
Listen, time doesn't exist in Vegas. You can have a drink literally at any time because the, the casinos don't close. So, nope, nope. It's that's why I'm like, man, this is this is this is awesome. You know, definitely can't live out here because I'd be broke. But you know, it's awesome. And, and I already told you, if you walk away from this this Vegas trip down two hundred dollars or less, it's a victory. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. But, I, that's I mean, a win. Yeah, somehow we're. Yeah, somehow we're even right now, so we're we're looking. Hopefully, the Yankees and Braves help me out here tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll. Uh, well, I'm there with you. We both got it. So you know, it's not one of those uh, tell you what to do and then sit in the back and watch it fail while I don't put money on it. I'm there. I'm there with you. Right, right. He's he's putting his uh, money to his mouth. Yeah, a nice little, uh, nice little. It was it was like almost like plus two fifty. It was right around there. Yeah, I think um, Caesars was at. To twenty, I believe. So I, I was a little lower because I think they were more heavy on the Yankees or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's all blur at this point. Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's fine by us. Any money's good money. Any money's good money. That's all that matters. All right, let's let's kick it right into uh, let's let's rattle off a little bit of guards talk here. I, we you know wrapping up the show, but got to get your opinions on it. You know, you're you're the other co-host. Yeah. We want we want to know what you think. So, yeah. first things first, the news that broke today. Gavin Williams being called up from AAA Columbus to make a start on Wednesday. I mean, how amped are we? I did not, like, expect that at all. I I mean, it was just kind of – it makes a lot of sense now, obviously, with – I mean, I'm sure you probably already talked about it, but the McKenzie injury, I – was kind of baffled by it all. Um, I thought we were going to be okay, but I mean, especially with Poncho down right now, it makes a lot of sense to at least get him some innings. But yeah, I mean, it, it took me by complete shock, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I was not ready for it either. But the unfortunate news with that being called up is probably the fact that Tristan McKenzie injury is more serious than any Cleveland fan would like to hear. I'm under the impression he's getting Tommy John. Are you in the same boat? I'm. I don't know about Tommy John, but I'm thinking shut down for the year. I I can't because obviously there's so many different injuries that you could deal with with the arm and stuff. But I mean, yeah, it, it's it's not looking good, especially when you call up your top prospect, top pitching prospect. Like it's it's never a good sign and. I'm interested to see, you know, how it all pans out. But, yeah, I mean, right now, it's he's, my guess is that he's going to be shut down. I had a lot of optimism at the start when it kind of all unfolded because I thought it was, like, you know, going to be a little bit here and there. But then it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah, we don't have any official news as of right now of recording this again on Tuesday right around 3 p.m. So we still have no clue what the official verdict is, but – the call up of Gavin Williams likely not going to be for a couple of starts, so it seems pretty serious. But last piece of news, Guardians-wise, Mike Zanino's been DFA'd, and Bo Naylor's up to the majors. I mean, we've been praying and preaching for this. Can you just rejoice for me? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know why it took so long to do, but he finally did it. And, I mean, I don't know. I It, it was just such a debacle for the longest time. And at least, but the thing is, like, we can we can hate on it all I want and say that, oh, you know, they did so late and stuff. But, I mean, at least they did it at some point. Because, I mean, there was, I we were talking about it. We, we didn't think we were going to see Bo. We thought we were, he was just going to be toast, done for the game. He's not going to be up. And next year, we'll see, you kind of thing. But, uh, no, I mean, I was a little shocked at the Zanino part, too. Because, I mean, I didn't know they would just, go on and DFA him like that. I thought that it, they were at least going to keep him around for the rest of the year, to be honest with you. I've been trying to tell you, man, it was in the wings. There was no way this front office was happy with him. It just felt like a like a pride thing. Like, you know, we at least have to try it for him where you're, maybe he turns it around at the end of the year kind of thing, but it just never, I guess they didn't even give him that opportunity in that sense. But, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um but yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm happy about it. Both, you know, we we had our uh, first uh, not in house, but just regular parlay together. We missed it because of um, Bo himself. But you know, it's all good. He's out. That's all that matters at this point. 
Yeah, we went for the the Naylor brother duo, which just didn't quite turn out. Which, by the way, I looked it up. Thought there would be a uh, a lot more brother duos or a lot less brother duos. I'm sorry, in the MLB over the history, there's a ton. Like on the yeah. same team, I, I I thought there were going to be like you know like five or six. No, there's like forty. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. If you like really look at it, it's probably a lot of them too, or not like big names. But yeah, there's there's usually a ton. I mean. When there's one athlete in a family, there's probably multiple different ones. So, yeah, a couple of the ones that I saw were the uh, the Perrys, Gaylord Perry and his brother, uh, the Alamars, Wells for us. Now the Naylors. Oh, yeah, Alomar. Uh, we all know yeah. the Upton brothers. That was the classic back a few years ago, and then uh, oh, what was our it? Generation. The Laroches. The... I'm sure you remember Andy Adam Laroche, but not quite Andy. Yeah, usually and that's the thing. You usually remember one, but not the other. And then, you know, get some, like, random one. But, like, it, Justin and BJ, I mean, what was – actually, what's BJ's new name? He changed – he went back to his original name, right? You seem like you I got the news, it. not me. Well, I mean, that was a while ago. But, they, I mean, those were the most popular, in my opinion. But, yeah, no, I mean, usually, usually how it goes. I mean, it's always a competitive household when you have multiple different athletes in it, as I would know, so – yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you and your sister, both uh, both athletes in the family and both enjoying Vegas right now. So props up to you guys while I'm, you know, sitting in a studio. So, But still having a great time. Still having a great time. That's all that matters. What do you say we get into this or that, huh? Let's do it. All right, so it's a special edition this week for this or that. It is this or that, but our two options instead are idiot or honest mistake. So we're, we're going to kick it off. So there's going to be two sounds that you hear on the verdict that me and uh, Dylan finally come to on each of these scenarios. You're either going to get idiot, which you'll hear a great clip here. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. You're going to either hear that or it's going to be a uh, an honest mistake, which you'll just hear a nice little... And those are your two options, but let's hop right into it. First name on the board, a guy we talked about right in hot off the press, our good man, well, I I don't know if I should call him good man anymore, but Bob Huggins. Yeah, Bob Huggins charged with a DUI, his blood alcohol content above, I believe it was like a .21. The craziest thing, I don't know how much news you're getting over there while you're uh, preparing for your Vegas trip, but uh, he thought he was in Columbus and he was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's – no, I'm sorry, but you are an idiot for that one. I mean, this was bound to happen with him being fired at some point, especially for his remarks that were totally uncalled for. And, it, it, I mean, this was this it was strike three for them. And now that you – especially, too, when you don't even know what state you're in, like – Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's usually a – a bad uh bad indication of how you're really feeling so uh yeah no you're an idiot yeah i don't think it gets any worse than that i'm right there with you so let's give him a everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it i award you no all right we'll uh hop into the next name and we'll give you an nba star and john morant and I don't even know if I have to tell the story, but basically Morant caught for a second time on Instagram Live with a firearm in the video, now suspended 25 games. Second time around, I mean, is it still just a a little mishap, or is he just a flat-out idiot now? No, idiot again, because the thing is, like you, when you're at that type of level in the NBA and you are acting unprofessional, when you are a professional athlete, it's going to cause some problems. And I think that the NBA went pretty light on his suspension. I believe 25 games, correct on that one? I don't, yep, yeah, I don't 25. Know, but yeah, 25. So, yeah, I think that was a little light. Um, I don't know if that's going to really send a message. But at some point, you, as the NBA, you have to step in and, like, take care of this. But, yeah, no, idiot for, for John Moran on that one as well. Yeah, no debate. Did you see the thing where I believe he's saying now that it was like it was just a lighter in the shape of a gun? 
I, I don't believe that at all. Like, there's no way. Because, yeah, I no. mean, like, I've, I, I've seen, like, that kind of stuff, like, lighters that are, like, totally different objects and stuff. But, like, as a gun, really, it's pretty, and especially, too, in the sense of, like, why would you want to have that when you've already had issues in, like, a bad track record with all of this kind of stuff? And you're going to get a lighter for a gun. Like, no, I, I just don't believe that at all. John Morant, idiot. Sorry. Yep, no, there, there's no question about it. He is indeed an idiot. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award- all right. Well, we'll hop into a guy that actually publicly criticized John Morant. His name's Jack Jones, defensive player for the Patriots. And after criticizing, he ends up being arrested in an airport with two firearms in his luggage. Idiot? Or, you know, did he just maybe forget that he owned those and packed them up and tried to get onto a plane? I mean, it's with especially, like, how security is in airports as well, too, I don't know how dumb you could be with that. Like, it's just, like, that's one of the worst places where you could bring firearms into and I just read something today where he's, I mean, he's going to, pretty sure it's either, I think he's going to court today. I'm not, not 100% sure on that, but I uh, I mean, he could face up to 30 years in prison for this kind of act. Like, well, do I expect that to actually happen? No, because, I mean, it, it, that's just the maximum that for each case that he could get and tally it up kind of thing. But, like, I just, it, it you have to be very responsible with those things, especially to in a society where we are dealing with a lot of gun violence right now. And there are people that are being very carefree about it. It's, it's really sad to see. So yeah, you're Jack Jones and John Morant. They're both idiots in my books. Yeah. I'm actually somehow, some way going to call Jack Jones a bigger idiot than John Morant just because Oh yeah, he publicly criticizes the man and then goes out and basically does the same thing himself. Yeah, so, uh, hey, 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 Jack Jones. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, we'll uh, keep it rolling, though. We'll transition, you know, into a little bit of baseball here. We'll start it off with C.B. Buckner, pretty well-known MLB umpire. Uh, I believe it was over the weekend, there was a little bit of an incident where ball four came across the plate. The hitter didn't know the count. Buckner somehow... Basically, his only job also didn't know the count, and we had to stop the game, go to official review to determine that it was ball four and a walk. CB Buckner, idiot or honest mistake? You know, it's. I'm going to be a little lighter on this one. It's usually an honest mistake, and I'm going to go with that one just because it's. You know, I, I get it. Sometimes it, it gets a little rough. It's it's borderline idiot because I've seen a couple incidents in minor league games where the ump uses like doesn't use a clicker and is confident in himself. But like I mean, honest mistake at that point. I don't think obviously anything intentional in that purpose. But come on, let's let's be a little better here. But I'll, I'll be I'll be a little nicer for him. Honest mistake. I'll give it to him. Yeah, yeah, he had to be towing the line on this one, especially because it's C.B. Buckner, man. Especially because it's C.B. Buckner. But I'm with you. I'll go honest mistake, even though we had to stop a baseball game in the ninth inning to go to review on balls and strikes. C.B. Buckner, Wait. I guess, you know, you're... All right! There you go. And it's, it's, it's weird because it's just like, you know, pace of play. You're trying to get quicker games in and stuff, and I and I get it. But then there's you know, there's always going to be incidents where this is going to happen, though. Total, like they, they, you're just it's inevitable. Yeah, it it happens. You know, they're human, which MLB might not be. You know, in a, a couple of years, the umpires might not be human. So we'll we'll enjoy it while we have it. Uh, exactly. we'll, yeah, well, we'll stick around baseball though. We'll head over to the Braves front office. Uh, this one, man, I, I don't even know. Charlie Culberson, I believe is his name. He's a pitcher. He is pretty decent, but not great. Father's Day is coming up. They ask his dad to throw out the first pitch. But earlier in the day, they decide to DFA the man and then don't let his dad throw out the first pitch. They tell Michael Harris II, hey, why doesn't your dad come out and throw the first pitch? 
Uh, I, I got nothing. I mean, and so okay, we're talking about in the Braves' perspective that we're yeah, we're talking about the front office, yeah. Okay, the front. Um, you know, honestly, I know I know you don't even have a noise for it. I think they just did the right thing. I don't know why they would. I mean, you just DFA a guy, and you're going to have his dad throw out the first pitch. I, I, like, I don't know. I, if you're going to ask his dad to throw out the first pitch, you got to keep the guy for the day. I, I mean, business is business, I guess. Though, what it, I mean, I don't know. I think they did the, okay in the sense of like making sure his dad's not throwing out the first pitch. Like, yeah, I agree. Especially if your kid's not on the team makes no sense but the thing is like yeah i could see it like I, like because you didn't have him you, something must have gone down where they had to cut him i don't obviously we wouldn't know but like yeah i mean i don't know i i'm not i'm not really dissing them or anything like that i think it was just you know business is business i guess honestly i don't know man i i think you could have given him a day 24 hours? That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> just brutal. It's, it's tough, yeah. But, like, at the same time, you know, like, we've seen this happen so many times before. Like, you know, it just kind of happened. We've seen people get traded, like, mid-game. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. It's whatever, you know, life goes on kind of thing. Yeah, well, uh, we'll stick in the middle on this one. I, I don't know. I, I think I'd call idiot, but it sounds like you're leaning honest mistake. Yeah, I'd say okay. If I if I'm gonna have to pick one or the other, I'm gonna I'll go honest mistake. But yeah, I mean, business is business, really. All right, I guess no noise for this one, but ah, tough day. Happy Father's Day, Mister Colberson. That's tough. <laughs> uh, we got yeah, two more on the docket here. Two more on the docket. We'll uh. We'll head over to actually track and field. I, I don't know if you got to see this video or not, but Nike Outdoor Nationals, there were just racers that started to beef in the middle of a race, and one just straight up knocked the other one over, and both of them ended up getting DQ'd. We're, we're going with the guy who knocked the other one over. Is he an idiot for doing it and getting himself disqualified? Or, you know, honest mistake. He just bumped into him. I mean... I, I have not seen the video. I want to hear your opinion first. You you, you take the floor on this one. I, I want to hear it. Oh, I, I'm going, you know. Did he mean to do it? Yeah, sure. But, like, honest mistake, man. It gets a little yeah, heated. Sometimes you just want to deck a guy, and you know what? Props up to him. Yeah. He did it. I mean, well, that, that's the thing. We were talking about it on the other day. Remember how we wanted the haymaker rule? Yeah. We think every sport you should just be able to break out into a fight and just get a limited penalty. Like, like golf, go ahead, take like a two, three-stroke penalty if I can just go and like deck my opponent that I'm in a group with. Just some happy Gilmore. Just yeah, you know. I mean, it would it would make sports a lot better. But um, I mean, I'll probably go honest mistake. Honestly, oh, if we're gonna be, yeah. I mean, like, why not? You know, it spices up the game. It's track. You don't get much, no, no distant track or anything like that. I have friends who run it, but like, I, it, it spices it up. They don't have that much attention. Why not? Throw a couple, throw a couple hate makers. Track proposition. <laughs> we uh, we put all the guys into those giant like hamster bubbles, and just allow full contact. Yeah, just go absolutely ham on each other. I don't see anything wrong with it. I think it makes the sport better. But in this case, it's an honest mistake. All right, last one, Dylan. Then we'll cut you loose to go enjoy the rest of your time in Vegas. I know for a fact you had to have seen this one. Jordan Love on Father's Day just can't seem to get the wording right and wishes the entire Bears fan base a happy Father's Day, implying that the Bears fans and the Bears in general are indeed his father. Is he an idiot or is this a mistake? This is definitely a mistake, and this is one of those things where I ended up reading something about it last night because it was kind of a – it was all over the place, and it was one of those things where the media just – 
took it and ran with it. And had a field day and created their own narrative. But, yeah, it's an honest mistake because, I mean, he didn't even, like, it was, I forget the whole story, but, like, he was wishing a certain fan a happy Father's Day, and it was just so happened to be a Bears fan. And it was supposed to be a very kind gesture, apparently, and the poor kid just did not, because, I mean. Oh, you're not buying that. I'm buying it. Oh, stop it. You really think Jordan Love, out of all those people, would be the one to go and wish a whole fan base Happy Father's Day and say that? I think I think he was trying to imply he was the Bears' daddy. Yeah, that's what I think he was trying to imply. No way. Okay, maybe Aaron Rodgers, but not Jordan Love. The dude's basically a rookie right now. I just don't see it at all. I think he was an honest mistake. Shit happens like this all the time. Us being in the media itself, too, you want, you really, like, people take stories all the time and just run with it. And, I mean, he could be covering his ass, who knows, but I'm going with the benefit of the doubt where the kid, we, we don't know if this kid's a cocky piece of shit. That's, now, if a couple years down the road, he's saying some comments like this again at the podium, all right, maybe we look back at it and be like, ooh, okay, he was definitely taking a shot at them. But for now, since basically he is like a rookie, I don't know. I can't get a feel for it. But I, I think that he just this was his first time where he just ran into a situation where it was one of those things where he's got to be careful and he just wasn't, you know? <sighs> nah, I'm still not buying it. You can take it with what you want. I'm not taking it. He He was trying to throw some shade at the Bears fans. Take a little, you know, maybe maybe in a joking manner in a way, but he, he was trying to imply that he was the Bears' father and for years to come, and he just didn't English very well and, you know, put himself into a corner, and now he's got sunned by an entire fan base. Well, and it, it, at least that's going to add a little bit of spice to that game because, holy shit, that is going to be a shit show of a game. <laughs> yeah, that is going to be just... An absolute mess, man. There's no way the Packers are good. I don't know. I'm like half hopeful for the Bears, but they're still the Chicago Bears. Let's be realistic. They're all young shit. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad game to say the least. All right, end of the game, no noise. That's tough, but that wraps up this or that, and uh, that wraps up Dylan your time on this episode because you got to get back to tanning and throwing back some drinks and enjoy your cabana time. Exactly. I just wanted to say one more thing. Figured I'd call in because uh, Jake said that he was going solo dolo on this one. And I'm going to take a quick shot at you. You know, just wanted to make sure, you know, he has a little bit of, uh, you know, just take a pressure off of him because it's tough. It's going to be really tough, you know, not having me in the studio, a calming effect for others. And, um, yeah, he's just, you know, it would have been too much for him. So I figured I'd, I'd call, you know, get a word in and stuff. I had all the power to hang up the phone there, and I didn't. I want you to appreciate my resilience. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I'll let you go. All right. I'll, I'll have you know I handled my solo dolo just fine. Uh, a lot of heated topics to talk about, so no problems. But, yeah, no all right, we do do appreciate you calling in, Dylan. You know, we'll we'll yeah, be seeing you back on I'll, Thursday, right? Just one episode, yeah, Friday's will, episode. Friday's episode. I'll be back. I don't know what we're talking about. We're gonna have to figure it out. Right I now, think we but, got some NBA draft talk to figure out. Oh yeah, that's right. Good call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't yeah. didn't want to do it this episode just because uh, Cavs have the forty ninth pick. Rough. Yeah, yeah. That's it's so long time. Yeah, you know, long time to wait. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough, tough. But uh. And enjoy your time in Las Vegas. You know, don't uh, don't go too crazy, but also go absolutely too crazy. Give us a story on the pod, and uh, oh, of course, yeah. Thanks again for coming. Miss you, dude. I'll be back soon. Don't worry. Can't wait to see your face on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll see you. All right, we'll see you. And there you go. That was Dylan Feltovich joining us all the way from Las Vegas on his twenty-first birthday trip. One last happy birthday over to Dylan. And that, with the end of this or that, will pretty much wrap up this episode. And we'll uh, 
Tell you to make sure to hit the follow button and the bell on anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you get notified every time we post a new episode or just be alert every Wednesday and Friday morning. You can also follow us on socials at MBTTPod on Twitter and at Mistake by the Take on Instagram. As for my personal social medias, at Volnick2 on Twitter, at Jake Volnick on Instagram, and for Dylan, at DYFelt on both of those. Yeah, that uh, about does it for everything we got. Thank you for uh, for listening to us, and I guess all things considered, we'll uh, we'll be seeing you. Adios. Adios.